0: Every epic adventure needs a treasure map, and every career journey needs a purpose and strategy. Let's take this trek together. I'm Megan Valley,
1: And I'm Brad Minton.
0: This is Your Career GPS. Welcome back to Your Career GPS, the podcast designed to help teens, young adults, college students, and new grads navigate their personal career journey. I'm Megan Valley. We had a great discussion last week with Niatu, who helped us understand this idea of looking at yourself holistically and pulling elements together to find career satisfaction. And today we have another very special episode.
1: That's right. You know, so often in this podcast, we talk about our self-exploration and discovery and being able to see the right path ahead of us, right? And utilizing the uh, and leveraging the experience and the expertise of all of our amazing guests has allowed us to be able to to see those roads a little bit clearer. You know, today's episode is absolutely incredible because we have uh, an amazing guest who's here to help our listeners understand how they can actually create their own path. Today, let's empower you a little bit more to see the roads that maybe don't even exist yet or that are out of your awareness. Our guest today is J.P. Michelle. He's the creator of the Challenge Mindset and the founder of SparkPath, the company behind the challenge cards. There are over 17,000 decks of challenge cards in use around the world that help students find inspiring challenges to solve instead of job titles to fit into. And that's what I absolutely love about this methodology. JP holds a master's degree in industrial organizational psychology from the University of Manchester and a degree in psychology from the University of Ottawa. He is also a recipient of the 2017 Outstanding Career Professional Award from the Career Professionals of Canada. Welcome, JP.
2: My pleasure to be here. I'm excited to speak with both of you about the challenge mindset and the people that you help.
0: We're so excited to have you, and that's the perfect place to start. So can you tell us a little bit more about SparkPath and what inspired you to create this awesome company?
2: Sure. As Brad said, I studied industrial organizational psychology, and that led me to a career in human resources consulting. And I got to work with hundreds of leaders that were transitioning from being Individual contributors to leaders. And what I noticed uh, when we were coaching, training, or assessing them was that they were not focused on job titles. The job titles that they had didn't really matter. Mm. What really mattered were the challenges that they were trying to solve. And a lot of them were changing, right? They were going from being the best engineer on the team and the types of problems they needed to solve in that role to leading a team of engineers, which is a completely new. Challenge for them to work on that many are very unprepared for. Right. And I saw so many people, uh, you know, hit their heads against the wall, and I saw other people thrive. And the ones who thrived were people who were focused on the new challenges they needed to work on. So I actually started Spark Path to share those insights with young people. And the reason is because I don't think this message is getting across to them. I Mm -hmm. think that when they're in school, they're hearing the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like they need to pick one thing for the rest of their lives. And I think they see their future as very linear. But because I was thrown into this corporate America environment, and I saw all these leaders in all sorts of different companies, different sectors, and uh, I saw that it was completely different, I thought we have to do something different. We have to change the way we prepare young people for their future. And that's why I'm building SparkPath to have that impact.
0: Oh, I love it. And I love how you just flipped this original approach, kind of, you know, <laughs> stagnant approach that we've had with career development on its head. You know, instead of thinking of those job titles, we're so limited. You mentioned this in in your TED talks, and we're so limited at the beginning. We only know what we know at the start and that's what about 20 different job titles. We don't have that exposure. We don't have that knowledge to be able to really tap into what's going to feed us and give us that satisfaction and fuel our passions in the future. So this challenge mindset is just mind blowing. It was for me when I first discovered Spark Path. I was first introduced to it by a a colleague of mine and I love it, my students love it. It just gets you excited about the future.
1: Absolutely, and I would love to, you know, just you know, piggyback off that point. Obviously, you've got two uh, fans here <laughs> that that really, really love love this mindset. And I wanted to talk to you specifically about one of the pillars of Spark Path is really getting out of this traditional way of thinking about our career development in terms of uh, fitting into job titles. You know, we need to to you know break that that mindset. So can you tell us about you know why that particular element is so beneficial for young people?
2: You bet, because I think you might have some young adults, some students listening to this podcast, and they're thinking about their future. They're thinking about the fact that they want to do something exciting. And what we've generally told them is, um, you know what, you should start thinking about your favorite classes and let that guide you. And eventually, you know, your favorite class should, will link you with a cool job title, and then you go out and get that job title. Um, from what I've seen, that rarely happens that way. And even when it does, it's such a limited way of seeing the world. I love the word that mm-hmm. Megan used. She said flip, flip the model. So what if instead of starting with what you've learned and what it could lead to, you started with the impact you want to have on the world. You got to decide, mm-hmm. you know what? I see that there's a lot of social injustice in the world. That's a problem I want to take on. Maybe that's what some of your listeners are get excited about. Uh, maybe for them, they want to um, uh, change something about the way that we deal with the environment. That's a big problem they want to work on. And the flip goes that you start with the challenge and then you work backwards. So they can see, you know what? There's seven companies in my city, that are trying to increase sustainable energy. And now I want to find out who works at those companies, and what did they have to learn to be able to do that? And that's the flip, because because you start with the impact, you already know, like, oh, I can create a roadmap that's going to help me get there. And I think that's something worth getting excited about, because then you can say, oh, I'm going to get to learn something that will help me have the impact that I want to have on the world, and I can't think of something more exciting for your career
0: so motivating, you know, just thinking about that because we're getting to that end result at the very beginning, thinking about that end result at the very beginning instead of, oh, I have to take this first step and the second step and along the way, I'm kind of realizing or picking out those pieces that I get excited about, we start first with that huge piece of what do I care most about? What is that impact I want to make in the world? How can I do that? Because I feel like so often when we're at that beginning stage, we look ahead so far and think it's overwhelming and it's daunting. And I can't do what all these awesome, amazing people have done before me. I can't take those steps to get there. But we break it down, just like you're saying, what did they study? what was their progression to getting to that stage? Where are they working? You know, bringing it backward, moving through those steps backward to find that starting point. I like
2: the way you said that. And if I can add something that you didn't say, you didn't say the end result. You talked about a end result and there's a nuance there. What I mean is some students think they need to pick one thing for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Some students think that I need to get to one end result. And the one of the only promises we can make to people is that you're gonna work on several different challenges problems and opportunities over the course of your lives you're going to work in several job titles things will change um, you don't need to commit to one thing uh, forever which should be very freeing to a lot of people <laughs> and, you know you're 16 and you're really you really think you know picking your college major uh, will will you know dictate the rest of your life it doesn't and we can explain why and I know both you and Brad have this experience explaining that to students, but it 's an important distinction to make, and I think one of the my favorite features of the challenge mindset because you're coming into this whole idea of career assuming change, assuming adaptability, assuming that yes. people will get to work on several challenges over the course of their lives. I mm-hmm. love that
1: yeah, I love it too, and i, I can 't remember the exact year and uh, but I do know that um, most, I guess economists or or you know people that that study occupational titles uh, have recognized that the vast majority, I would maybe say, I've heard estimates of 45 to 55 percent of jobs just over the next 10 to 15 years haven't even been created yet. And that's what I love about this particular framework is that it, it takes that into account that that, you know, these these job titles are like moving targets and you're constantly, you know, trying to. Trying to fit into something that is constantly changing, and instead, you know, by really, you know, considering the the challenges and the problems that you want to address, you're you're tackling it from a, a very different angle, and I, I love that.
2: I think you've prepared some questions you wanted to ask me, but you, what you might not have prepared is uh, your answers to questions I'm going to ask both of you.
1: <laughs> you bring it on, Jay. Ready to yes. give this a
2: shot. <laughs> Okay,
1: here's why <laughs> sure. first
2: of all, I should tell you why I'm asking you a question, because you're two career pros. Okay. If you look at your profile, you've already helped a lot of people and you've already got to play with the challenge mindset idea uh, and use it with students and you've gotten to use the challenge cards. My question for you, and I'll preface it by saying there's no right or wrong answer. Um, my question for you is when you're preparing and helping young, do you help them discover who they are first or The impact they want to have on the world. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Will you help a young person discover their strengths, values, and interests before you help them explore challenges or after? And I'm just genuinely curious.
0: (laughs) I love that you bring this up. That is a perfect question for our podcast because we have talked about diving into self awareness for these first few episodes. And I think that that's vital. If you don't know who you are at the beginning, you don't know where you want to go. You don't know what's driving you, what's pushing you, what's pulling you in all of these different directions. So for me, being self-aware was a pivotal point in my career, deciding, oh, this is what brings me joy. (laughs) This is what does not bring me joy. And that really helped me to say, okay, where do I want to end up in the future? What are some of these things, these challenges that I want to address in life overall? So that's that's my approach. (laughs) Always start with self first.
1: (laughs) I would probably say that uh, for me, it's uh, I feel like the the self-awareness piece is, you know, such a a foundational element. And I think that there's uh, so much that becomes more clear. You know, when you're clear on on who you are and all those different elements of you and and that can, you know, certainly be a very powerful uh, experience, very enlightening experience, Um, you know, for for many people. I've I've seen such incredible just insights, you know, being brought about by really diving into those those elements. And so so I, I feel that that's that's a really, really important foundational element as well.
2: I love it. It's great. Here's the benefit, one of the benefits that um, students could gain from your approach. They're walking into an exercise of discovery of the labor market with empowerment. What that means is they know, like, here's who I am. Here's what I have to offer to the world. You know, how can I apply that to a great challenge? So um, it's actually what I've done in my work for a long time. However, I'm now focusing on changing that. And I want to tell you why. There is a tremendous hidden lesson in aspirational identity that is possible if you start with challenges first. Here's what I mean. Uh, Your students, the people you work with, they have a current identity, personality, strengths, skills, etc., And we also know that it's a given that those things will change. How much will it change? Well, we could get down to the nitty-gritty about like how much personality changes over the course of your lives. But Mm -hmm. I saw firsthand how people change in their specific role transitions. That means in a new company, new environment, new role, new team, people can change. And because the future is about adaptability, I actually want to double down on that lesson of change in a very powerful, palpable way. Uh, which is why I want to focus on this concept of aspirational identity. Here's what I mean. What if you want to work on a new challenge that you've never worked on before that requires something a little bit different about you? I'm very optimistic. I think you can adapt because I've seen mm-hmm. so many people, so many people adapt. Uh, and I think you, everyone needs to learn to adapt. So what if we started with challenges first? Mm-hmm. To help young people learn about the fact that they will adapt, they will adapt often, so that they do capture real insights about who they are, but they leave a gap where they can say, I want to change, I want to do this differently, I want to acquire these skills, I want to take this on in this specific way. And then, boom, they get that huge lesson about um, the fact that they're going to get to change as people as well. And I just want to add a quote to this that I really like from an author. Um, uh, that That speaks about the future of work, his name is Yuval Noah Harari, and he says that the the best skill we can be teaching young people right now is reinvention and mm-hmm. I think you can probably tell that it 's doubling down on this idea that i 've got because young people will need to reinvent, learn, and unlearn um, quite often, uh, mm-hmm. and I like teaching self awareness or sh- helping people discover self awareness after the challenges, just for that reason so i don 't know what you both think about that approach.
0: Again, I think that you're flipping it on its head, right? And seeing that different perspective and you, it sounds like, already seen that come to fruition and seen that success from that approach. I love learning new things and so I welcome it. (laughs) And that's definitely something that I want to put in practice too and see how that guides the students and our young professionals out there.
1: Well, I think you, you really did hit the nail on the head uh, with the, you know, the element of, you know, how much adaptability is a crucial part of our development and that I, I certainly... Have experienced this myself. I'm not the same person that I was when I started my career, and so I've, I've, you know, learned through experience. I've learned through, you know, a little bit of trial and error. I've learned through opportunities presenting themselves, and and being able to recognize uh, challenges that that were present in front of me, and being able to say, "Wow, that, you know, that that seems like a fantastic opportunity." And and again, some of those things are not necessarily ones that you're you're planning for, but it's just how how things tend to evolve.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I can relate, Brad, because um, I started off as a career coach. And then I made the challenge cards for myself, because I thought my uh, students needed it, because they're all obsessed with job titles. (laughs) And I needed to get them out of that way of thinking. And then I shared it with other people. And as soon as you share it with other people, then it like my identity changed, like my profile changed, like, then I became became a cards Salesman.
1: <laughs>
2: the issue with that is that I don't know how to sell. So, right, that this is my, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, how do you call it, aspirational identity crisis. Um, so that had to change, and um, and then I realized everyone wants to use the challenge cards digitally, and then now I needed to think like a like a tech technology CEO. Well, I don't know technology, so I had to change. So uh, I certainly am am living those things myself.
0: That's a really nice segue into another question that we had. Um, So what is your vision for SparkPath for the next few years?
2: My vision is for every student to learn the challenge mindset. And I think a great place for that to happen is in schools. Uh, And that's where I've focused my work in helping school counselors, guidance counselors, um, educators, teachers, teachers, embed this in their curriculum, whether, uh, you know, some states have a specific class for um, uh, careers, and that's a great place. But for other subjects, um, they're actually, uh, you know, embedded within the curriculum, whether it's the biology class, the math class. Um, So uh, I'd like for it to be taught in every school.
0: Beautiful. I would too.
1: Oh, you know, we're going to support that. So, <laughs> well, one of the other things that uh, we're hoping that you could share with our listeners is, you know, you've had the opportunity now to see some some pretty remarkable things happen uh, through the use of the challenge mindset, through the use of uh, the cards. And I was hoping you could share, you know, maybe an example or two um, that, that comes to your mind that, that really shows the impact that this can have on young people.
2: Great. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was hiring uh, a new person full-time for SparkPath, and I met someone who who wasn't ready to join the team, but this person had um, a very high level of motivation, a very high level of self-assessed fit with our mission, and I couldn't help but recognize uh, her potential. And uh, even though she wasn't a good fit for the role, I offered to meet with her for a career coaching session, because it turns out I have got. know, some career coaching skills because of my work, right? And uh, for her, she had this amazing pattern of choices. So, of course, we use the challenge cards, right, to help her think about the impact she wanted to have on the world. So one of the challenge cards she picked is she wanted to uh, inspire through art. She also picked the card that said she wanted to create meaningful experiences for others. And um, the big insight or aha moment for her is that she – had already known or had some ideas about this kind of impact, but she'd never had the language or the words that that we had come up with through the challenge cards. So that was useful, but it was useful in the sense of I helped her look at a much broader array of choices that features those two challenges rather than the specific titles she had currently explored. For example, She was having some success as an entrepreneur makeup artist. Okay, if you can imagine what she's been doing, she's been getting clients individually and helping them, you know, learn how to use makeup more efficiently. And that connected to her challenges very well. However, my goal in the session was to multiply her knowledge of opportunities by 10x or 50x. And that's what she did. So it's kind of, if you can imagine her, it's kind of a hybrid of being intimidated of like wow there's so much out there there's so much possible mm-hmm. and at the same time feeling imperative like wow there's so much impact i can have on the world and then mm-hmm. when you see it on someone's face when they learn the world needs me right because you know as a makeup artist the world kind of needed her but she didn't feel it as uh, with the same strength and and rigor that she felt when we talked about all these 50 opportunities and um that's something very powerful i don't think you can put a a dollar value on on that feeling. And it's the truth, by the way, like, I know, I'm optimistic, and I like to energize people, but I didn't make up anything about those 50 opportunities, they're really out there. And they're, you know, they're paid opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. So um, that's the type of feeling I want every student to have, uh, whether they visit the two of you in, in a one on one meeting, or in the classroom, when they're learning about, you know, preparing for their future. And, Brad, in your intro, you said, you know, see the roads or create the roads. And it might just sound like, well, there's just two different ways of saying it. It's just two different words that he used. No, there's a, there's a huge difference in that approach, right? See the roads means, you know, um, counseling is about matchmaking. Brad and Megan, you're experts on the world. Just memorize the list of job titles, learn how to measure people <laughs> and connect them. That's what see the roads means. And you're Mm -hmm. laughing because it doesn't make any sense. However, our field of careers is still stuck in the matchmaking world. Okay. Mm -hmm. You meet a lot of matchmaking. When you go to a party, you know, and introduce yourself and explain what you do, a lot of people will see you as a matchmaker. We need Mm -hmm. to help them look beyond that because you can't memorize the dictionary job titles. Rad, you're right. All sorts of estimates are coming out that, you know, so many jobs haven't been invented yet. So create the road means oh, the students who are listening now have the ownership and responsibility to create a path forward. Well, mm-hmm. s- creating a road and seeing the road is two different things. You're giving them a much different skill set. It's work, by the way, creating a road. But once you realize that you have the responsibility, you have the autonomy, you can do the research, to create that road, it's really empowering. And one of the uh, uh, secrets that you already know, I know you teach this, but for the listeners is You should meet other people who have created roads that you think are cool, right? You think that's a cool road. You think that's a cool path. Go ask them how they did it. You can't do it exactly the way they did it because the terrain will be different. You like some other part, but collect that information and it'll help you create the beginning of your road and have some ideas for where your roads can go later on.
0: I love that.
1: I was going to say, I think everything you said is just a hundred percent on point, and you know, I I do love how you you know create that distinction about you know the ability to create your own path. And yes, it on the front end it might seem like it's it's a little bit more daunting, but it is incredibly empowering, and you know, having this this uh, ultimate autonomy is just um is just fast, you know it's amazing. So, one more question that I had for you was um, just a, a curiosity. Honestly, I, I look at the the challenge mindset being such a refreshing upheaval of an old traditional system, and we really need to to you know implement this everywhere. And I love your vision for SparkPath and where you'd love to take it. Just out of sheer curiosity, have you ever um, received any resistance uh, from uh, from this? Do you do you get any pushback as you know from maybe more traditionalist thinkers that say, "Oh, you know, maybe this isn't the right way."
2: I do, and that's part of the challenge that I took on. I want to change the way we prepare people for their future, and I want to flip the model, um, and. Um, you know the result is that I, I I don't spend a lot of time with people <laughs> who resist. <laughs> Maybe I will later on, but if now, if you can imagine, I'm in a bubble. I'm in a bubble of the people who want to change the system. I hang out with Brad and Megan. I don't mm-hmm. hang out with John and Sally who think this is a ridiculous idea. John and Sally think. That we should be matchmakers and memorize lists of job titles. They don't invite me to their podcast. So, you know, I get to hang out with the two of you. So, what does that mean for me in my little bubble? I work with the most passionate, you know, innovative teachers in North America. Um, So, I'm very biased, but I think that's how it's supposed to happen. I'm not sure, by the way, Brad, how to be a CEO. I'm learning, Uh, but I think that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to spend time with them. Maybe one day that will change when I'm really succeeding in my mission and I don't work with just the early adopters. I have to work with everyone uh, and then I have to overcome the resistance. But because I've been doing it now for you know several years, four or five years, I do have a strong list of common objections uh, that I've dealt with firsthand, like as a career coach and supporting other educators, and that helps me tackle the resistance. You know, to go from ninety percent acceptance to ninety-five, but of course, there'll always be uh, a percentage there that that won't be on board. And um, while it breaks my heart every time someone says no, I want to do it the old way. uh, I know I need to move on and keep energized and keep helping the people that that want to go this way.
0: Well, for all of us here and all of our listeners who are absolutely on board with this and understand the impacts that you've had and way that you're changing career development, (laughs) we want to learn how our listeners can start exploring those challenges and considering them, addressing them. What are some steps that they can start to take to identify those challenges for themselves?
2: I think a great first step is to look out into the world and think about the problems that you want to solve. So if I ask you, what are the challenges you want to solve? Something may come to mind. However, it might not, okay, because you may have been frustrated and feel Felt stuck in your education or career for a while, and you're not really in touch with um, that side of you. That's fine too. That's uh, that's what we specialize in doing. The three of us is helping people get out of that. So one easy way is to pick up a physical newspaper or to go to your favorite news outlet and just skim through and find what's your favorite story going on right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then once you pick your favorite story, whether it's something in politics and sciences, um, you will uh, you will get to dig. And be, become a challenge researcher. That's what you need to do. Become a problem solver, a challenge researcher. So my favorite story is of Anna, who uh, picked an article about um, a specialized algae that was being used to clean polluted waterways. Anna became a challenge researcher because she said, well, wait a minute, this algae is really neat. It's really cool. Why don't I go and learn more about that? Um, have I already told you Anna's story, by the way?
0: You haven't. Not today. Okay. Well, and I want I want our listeners to hear. Let me just say yes. this next
2: part. You know, it's not really hard. All she had to do was Google, uh, what mm-hmm. you know, who's working on this uh, issue of the algae. And we found the company. They're called Algal Scientific. They're also uh, linked with Hypertrophic. And then we went and looked on the company's websites to find out more about their mission. What's the impact they want to have on the world? Then we looked at the people who work there, and we said, wait a minute, what did they have to learn to be able to do that? And today, a lot of that information is available online for free. We used a website Mm -hmm. called LinkedIn to be able to tell us exactly what they were studying. And a lot of them had studied materials, science, and engineering. And uh, it turns out that for Anna, that was a great fit for her interests. So she decided to actually study that. And um, at the time, she was in high school preparing to do her undergrad at, at Penn State. And now she's doing her PhD in Stanford, and she stayed in that field in material science and engineering. So two things happened for Anna. she found, In the short term, she found a great fit for what she wanted to study based on the impact she wanted to have on the world. But more importantly, long term is she now has a challenge mindset. She's continuously looking for challenges, problems, and opportunities to work on, uh, which is a very powerful way of being successful in your role as a student, in your role as an employee, and for thinking about the future, because I know that things will change for Anna. She'll keep working on new, exciting challenges. Uh, And I think people who are listening now can find some of these insights just by looking at the problems around them. I've created a tool to help people do that called the Challenge Cards, uh, which replaces this idea of going to look at the news outlet. Uh, But I think both ways are, are great ways of getting started.
0: That's such a perfect and beautiful example of seeing this from start to finish. You know, she reached that goal and it's an initial goal. She's going to continue to grow. But I I love it. I love it.
1: Yes, it's just an amazing example. And so, you know, today's episode has really, really been so impactful to us again, just reinforcing uh, this message about challenge and about the 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 mental shift that uh, the paradigm shift that we need to take and, and how we go about tackling these these challenges over the next couple of years and and one of the things that you know I tell the students that I work with a lot is that you know, just look around you in 2020. <laughs> there are no shortage of problems. <laughs> there are no shortage yes. of challenges. They are everywhere. And sometimes it's, it's you know, it's great to sort of take that inventory of how you're responding to those challenges. Are there certain things that are firing you up? Obviously, you know, we have a very hostile political climate in the United States right now. And um so that's that maybe one that that resonates but that's certainly not the only challenge is uh you know they're all around us and so we need to to really take an inventory of those kind of things so jp it's it's really been absolutely amazing having you on the podcast today to to expand on this and really get our listeners thinking differently and that's that's what the whole thing has been about is just about you know let let's let's change this discussion a little bit. Let's think differently and how we how we approach this. So for our listeners who again are are just now being introduced to Sparkpath, how can they uh, follow you? how can they find you and, and connect with uh, with uh, Sparkpath?
2: Well our website is www.mysparkpath.com. com. We're also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and I'm also on LinkedIn at JP and uh, they can connect with uh, us on any of those platforms. But I think uh, the most uh, specific actual next step would be for them to check out the Challenge Mindset TEDx Talk where uh, we bring some of these stories to life uh, unless they're already bought in, they're ready to go, and then I would suggest go find a challenge that you want to work on and learn more about that. Uh, that's what I'd recommend.
1: Well, thank you so much again. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to to leave off with today was something that uh, J.P. said in his TED talk, and he and he briefly mentioned it today uh, in our podcast. Is that the world needs you, and you know, as soon as he said that, I just got chills because mm-hmm. um, it is so so incredibly empowering to know that that your unique skills and strengths and personality and, and all these elements that make you unique is exactly what the world needs. And it's really about creating, uh, that lane for yourself where you can leverage it, um, to the, to its highest potential. And so that's really what this challenge mindset is about. So, I mean, we can't thank JP enough for, uh, lending his expertise in this area and hopefully you'll go out, uh, watch that TEDx talk. I highly recommend it. And then, You know, definitely dive in and start tackling these challenges. You know, next week, we are going to start talking about, um, you know, how to engage, how to uh, create ignition now. Uh, We're starting the journey. And so we're going to really be diving into goals and how to make sure that our goal setting is effective and reliable and that we are seizing it. So until next time, this is Your Career GPS and your journey awaits.